unlike Ticketmaster at a Bruce Springsteen show, this is a album that came out with a money back guarantee. If you didn't like it, they would give you your money back. Kingdom Come from their self-titled debut release. Did you get your money back? I I kept it. I enjoyed okay. it. If you like That's Zeppelin, it. you'll like this band, man. That's what the debut. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good record. I remember remember when that came out. I remember seeing it at the record store and they had an end cap and uh, it's Kingdom Come. It was just like Zeppelin. It's a second coming of Zeppelin. If you don't like this record, you get your money back. Wow. I don't remember that. I do. It was a big promotion for it. And then uh, they appeared on that uh, Monsters of Rock tour with uh, Doc and Metallica. Yeah, I uh, remember that. You know, Van wow, Scorpions and Van Halen. Yeah. Yep. Mm hmm. Yeah, that was a great show. Yeah. So so for an upstart band like uh, Kingdom Come being able to land a opening slot on such a m- major tour, that was, mm-hmm. pretty, that was pretty damn good. Those guys had some, you know, good management and good money behind them. Yeah, that was a tour. God damn, that was a good show. Yeah. I mean, they played at uh, the Rubber Bowl for two mm-hmm. nights. They yeah, have, and they played two shows at the Rubber two Bowl? Two shows. Yeah, yeah, I went to one. I know I went to one of them, and I was just beat to living hell between the heat and the moshing yeah but uh you know just just just, uh remembering that tour i mean you know in order for people to be able to see the thing uh, if you had quote unquote front row or general mission or wherever it is in the in the infield you probably Mm -hmm. couldn't even see the stage because it was like 20 feet tall yeah yeah it was a definite big big stage but Dude, the worst show I ever saw for that was the Jacksons, or my, it was Michael Jackson and the Jacksons on the Victory Tour. Victory Tour. Yeah, I went to that at the Cleveland Stadium. My mom worked her way, worked her magic to get us uh, third row seats. So we get there. The stage is like 60 foot high. <laughs> so you're just like, I mean, you, you were like, see, yeah, you can't even see anything. You didn't see every once in a while, Michael Jackson or one of the Jacksons would come you're to the peer, edge of the stage. Yeah, you peer over the edge, like yeah. looking down from, from the, from the top of a moat or something. Yeah. But that's all, that's all you would see was every once in a while they would, they would kind of peer down. And the only, um, the only people that really saw that show were the people that were in the seats. Yeah, they were on the second level of the stadium. Yeah, all the floor seats were garbage. <laughs> that's the first time. That's one of those situations where having first row on the floor did not pay off. Yeah, well, dude, I'll tell you another time it didn't pay off when me and uh, MOL went and saw Iron Maiden. We went, I didn't buy tickets because MOL said, oh, no, no, I'm in the Iron Maiden fan club. I'm in the Iron Maiden fan club. We'll get right, our tickets right. through the fan club. So he gets his tickets to the fan club. First row, first fucking row. We get there. The stage is built up on top of the the Blossom stage. Right. So the only, again, we couldn't see anything except for when Bruce Dickinson came to the front of the stage. (laughs) That was all we ever saw was occasionally we saw Bruce Dickinson kind of come out to the front of the stage, but we couldn't see shit. Yeah. Peek, peek your head over. It was not good. And boy, he was pissed. MOO was like, why am I in this fucking fan club? (laughs) (laughs) So funny. (laughs) Oh boy. I'll tell you what. Uh, Let's see here. Well, you mentioned they should have had the shirt. They did. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I was reading an email from Dan Pate. Okay. He, um, he was answering our discussion about leather wolf. Okay. Having the triple axe attack. Yeah. And they, uh, had a shirt. I, I'll, I'll sh- I'm going to shoot this over to you here. Uh, email it. Since I am since, uh, since, um, we're just kind of fucking around here to the end of the show. Yep. We're wasting time as this. Yeah, well, this is, this is the fuck around uh, segment of the show where we're just going to talk about random shit. Yeah. We're going to kill time until three o'clock and then we're out. Yeah. But this is, this is, this is a non-structured thing. That's right. So I just, I just sent you over that, uh, Dan Pate sent over this, uh, picture of the leather wolf triple mm-hmm. axe attack shirt. As soon as it gets here, I will put it up. If it gets here, where are you shirt? I got your Judas priest email. Make sure it didn't go to spammy spam. Making sure that I don't have it in spam. Cause I got to dig through all these Aussie ace fucking porno. Links. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to make sure I send it to you because sometimes if, if it pops up here, it just, uh, doesn't go to the right place. Yeah, I don't seem to have it. Oh, I'll, I'll send it again. Okay. Let me send this thing again. All right. Damn it. Where is this? Take that email and push that hard. Jesus. Yeah, gonna, yeah no, no kidding. Chris. Chris Aiken. There we go. That's me. I'm going to send this over to you. It's enthralling radio, isn't it, guys? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's the inner workings of what we do. <clears throat> yeah. We're not organized. We just yeah. fucking no, this is just late at night. Nobody's listening anyway. That's right. Dude, I was looking at the, the play numbers on the Rumble and stuff today. Man, we've had a lot of people tonight. Well, that's good. You know, we usually do like 300 on Rumble live, and we're at like 500 and like, you know, plus a bunch of others through the other platforms. Like, nice. Wow. And that's not even including the listener part. That's just the. Just the, the live stream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Did you get it? I did. I'm pulling them down right now. All right. So, so to answer Richie Faulkner about the triple guitar attack, I think, uh, leather wolf was the, uh, first and really the originator of that. And yeah. Dan, uh, Dan was spot on with his, uh, observation and sending over his, uh, photos of this. T-shirt. And of course, Dan has this fucking thing. Yeah, well, not? <laughs> that's just funny with Dan. He's a he is a fan, isn't he? Yes, he loves that shit. Yes, he does. Who doesn't? Oh, well, not me. I don't. <laughs> I don't own any of this shit. All right, all right. There's that one. Now we'll go to this one. He sent two pictures, so it's yeah, taking he sent, a he sent, he sent the front and the back, I guess. Yeah. So give me one more second here. And I will get it too. I want to share with everybody the whole, the whole look of this thing. Let's see, streamy yard slides. This. Yeah, if, if more of you would subscribe, Chris wouldn't have to do this on the fly. We could actually hire a production guy, and then he would do it. It'd still take just as long. <laughs> no, he he could do it while we're talking, and then it could pop it up on the screen. Yeah. Eh, whatever. I don't want anybody interfering with my greatness. 
There you go. Uh, there it is. There's the front. There's the, tri the triple axe attack. That's right. And there's the back. Look at that. Or maybe vice versa. I don't know. See, there it is. See the, the axe has like three axe heads on it. Wow. See that? Mm hmm. It almost looks like the Queen's Reich logo. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of. <laughs> like if it was broken or something. Yeah. Leather Wolf ahead of their time. That's right. See that? Richie? I know you appreciated being part of the whole uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, but uh, Leather Wolf has you beat. Yeah, Leather Wolf did it first. Fuck Wad. Yeah. So thank you, Dean Roberts, for being a part of the show. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Appreciated Le it. Leather Wolf. Leather Wolf. <laughs> Not to be mistaken with the Laser Wolves. The Laser Wolves. <laughs> I heard that segment the other day. God damn it, that was funny. <laughs> All right. Are you aware of this uh, quote-unquote, this thrash metal drummer suing Elon Musk for I heard this story. Billion, yeah. 56 billion. Dollars. Yeah, I wonder if he'll win. No, of course he's not going to win. And it's like, okay, he was in a band like 20 years ago or some shit. Yeah. Well, it was back in the two thousands. Yeah. Early yeah, part well, of 2000, 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's, it's not like he's, it's not like it's, Hey, Charlie Bedanti is suing fucking Elon Musk. It's yeah. Guy from failed band is suing Elon Musk, but okay, go ahead. All right. Elon Musk is in getting the greatest publicity in the world this week, following the controversial Twitter takeover that has seen him introduce a bizarre new verification system, fire numerous important employees and suffer resignations from this. This writer is obviously a lefty. Of course. I mean, I mean, just listen to the faggotry in the, in the verbiage here. Mm -hmm. He's the enemy, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I hate Elon Musk. Yeah, dude, first of all, and we'll, we'll get into the, the drummer guy in a minute. You work in the corporate world. Yes. I work in the corporate world or I work with the corporate world. I don't work in it, but I work with it and I mm -hmm. did work in it for a lot of mm -hmm. years. Sure. There's a certain way. The corporate people do things. This Elon Musk thing with the getting rid of the employees and giving them an ultimatum and, and all that shit. This is what CEOs do in takeovers. Yeah. I mean, they, you don't just, you just don't accept the status quo and go, yeah, everything's perfect the way it is. They change how business is done. Mm -hmm. They change everything about the business environment. They bring in their own people and they put, and they, they, put it, put it to a tough test to see who's going to stick around and who's not right. Loyalty. And that's, and that's just what Elon Musk did. He said, he said, you guys got to commit to an intense fucking work environment. If you don't quit. Yeah. This is what I do. This is how I became a multi, multi, multi billionaire. Yeah. You guys are working in a cubicle. You're not billionaires. Are you? Yeah. You're not, well, he's, he's sending the greater message. You're not important. Yeah. 
you're just you're just a cog in the in yeah. the machine. You're you're mm-hmm. not uh, you know we'll replace you if you, we have to. There's yeah. an old saying that the squeaky wheel gets the grease, but mm-hmm. sometimes the squeaky wheel gets replaced. Yeah, and in this circumstance, the squeaky wheel is being fucking pushed out. Yeah, get lost. Yeah. So it's it's nothing crazy though. They're making it sound like this guy's doing this crazy radical thing. He's not. Well, the thing is that they make it out like he he's some kind of a um, uh, Satan, some kind of a corporate raider that he's yeah. coming and just decimating the business. Yeah, here's here's a real newsflash. Twitter's not important. Yeah, Twitter's a garbage. It's just not important. I don't care who owns it. It isn't well, well, important. What I, what I can't believe is that. Somebody has $44 billion to spend on a social media platform. Yeah. $44 billion. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of our money that's being spent on fucking Twitter. (laughs) Because it's our money. It's not his money. It's it's money he's gotten through grants and everything for fucking... I mean, some of it's his. I mean, all of it's his, but... But it's money he's gotten from the government for fucking electric cars and all this other shit. You know, that's where all this money's coming from. He's, <laughs> he's had billions and billions of dollars of well, fucking you, science well, money. Well, you know, you know what's interesting? Hmm. When did the TV show Friends go off the air? Friends? Yeah, Friends. Mm, 2000s? Yeah, something like that. 99, 2000, somewhere around there. Uh, 2004. Okay. So almost 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. they were talking about Elon Musk on friends. Were they? They were, they go, well, it's like going to work with Elon Musk or they mentioned Elon Musk several times. I remember because periodically I watch old friends episodes because I never watched it when it was first run. Okay. But, but, uh, you know, without, because I didn't watch it then because I was, I think I was on the road at the time I was driving a truck at the time and I had other things going on. So I didn't watch friends. Okay. And obviously Jennifer Aniston was pretty hot, but that Courtney Cox, she was pretty sexy too. Yeah. She was pretty good. Yeah. So I never watched it, but you know, again, when I spend a lot of time in hotel rooms and stuff, if I'm out traveling and I could just flipping through channels and looking for shit to watch mm-hmm. you know, periodically, another show that I never watched when it was popular at the time or when it was on was the office. I never watched okay. that. I never watched parks and recreation. I never watched friends. I never watched uh, Seinfeld. I never saw Seinfeld. Even when it was it was on back in the uh, in the early part of the nineties. Which of those shows that you just named do you like? Well, I never watched them because I was doing other things. But have you watched them now? Yeah. And which do you like? I like them all. Okay. I lo- I, I think they're funny, you know. But yeah. but I was doing other things. I wasn't sure. Watching, I wasn't watching TV. Mm-hmm. I get it. There there was probably a good. Boy, let me think here. I'm going to say that there was probably a good 20 years there that I didn't watch a whole lot of TV. Mm-hmm. 
I know that there were popular shows on obviously like friends or Seinfeld or again, parks and recreation and Mm -hmm. the office and scrubs and shows like that. But I, but I didn't watch TV. Right. So I missed out on a lot of those things. So now since all these things are on rerun and I, and if I have time and if I'm in a hotel room or something and I'll just be flipping through channels, I'll, I'll watch something like that and I'll go, yeah, that's kind of funny. I kind of get why it was popular. Okay. So I was watching some friends episodes and, uh, they mentioned Elon Musk way back then. Okay. Wow. And the other, and the other one was how often Donald Trump was mentioned Trump, on these TV shows. Trump got mentioned in all these shows because he, he was the, he was considered the rich guy. Yeah. He, he was like the, he was what you wanted to be rich and don't give a fuck and fucking hot chicks. And, and so when, so when he became a politician or became the president, all of a sudden, Ooh, fucking Trump, man, he's a fan. You know, it's like, wait a minute. Trump was worshipped. Yeah, he was. You know, and obviously he had I never watched one episode of uh what what was this TV show? Trump? Yeah. The Your Fired Show? What was that? Yeah, what was that called? Uh I don't remember. The not the Bachelor. Um No. The business one, whatever it's called. See, it's, it's that's that's Trump. how much I was I never watched it either. I never even seen one episode. All I know, all I know is you're fired. You're fired. That was called the apprentice. Yeah. The apprentice. See, I never watched one episode of that. Even even today, I've never seen one episode. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the thing is, is that Trump was worshiped. Yeah, he was. And the minute he became a conservative and ran for office, all of a sudden now he's a pariah. He's Satan now. Yeah. And it's just like, what the fuck? And, and you know what, what I attribute that to is the poison media, Mm. the media, the media just hammered and hammered and hammered that this guy was just the worst thing in the world, but yet everybody worshiped him just years before. Well, media is good for leading the stupid. That's their job. just terrible but anyway getting back to you know remember seeing some friends episodes 20 years ago elon musk was on the he was on the upswing and people were worshiping the genius of elon musk okay but now that he took over the liberal bastion known as twitter mm-hmm. now he's a hated character he's hated yeah. i yeah, hate no. God. Everybody does hate him now. <laughs> no, and that's the whole thing. It's just like everybody talked about how genius he was. Oh, he's so green. He's got Tesla. Oh, he's got electric cars. Oh, he's he's innovative. Look at him. He's got the what is it? The SpaceX program, and mm-hmm. he's doing that super collider thing, and he's got the this and that. And wow, what a genius this guy is! You took over Twitter. Fuck that guy. He's a <laughs> sucks man yeah i hate him he's ruining my fun yeah he ruined my safe space my safe haven to steal my hatred (laughs) (laughs) so look how fast 
look how fast the the narrative changes. Yeah. You go you go from the hero to the goat in a matter of seconds. Oh yeah. I do love the fact though that he's out there still trolling all these assholes. I know, but but that's the whole thing. It's just like people are such sheeple. It's just like you you thought this guy was like a genius, which which he probably is. I mean, he wouldn't have excelled in the world of business had he not had some game going right. on, right? Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden now he's an asshole. He's the worst thing that ever happened to this planet. Fuck that guy. I wish he would die a horrible death. He took over Twitter. Oh God, not Twitter. <laughs> and not, not until this whole Elon Musk thing came up back in the summer when the, when the whole Elon Musk is talking about buying Twitter. Yeah. Did I, did I realize how vapid people's lives are that they were so concerned about that oh yeah and it's just like why do you even care because twitter is the end all be all of our existence is it but but here's the thing and i know i mentioned this a lot on the show but this i take i take homage to the opie and anthony mm-hmm. those guys were obsessed with the fucking twitter oh, way, yeah. way back in like 2008 Mm-hmm. they talked about twitter let's yeah. trend. let's trend on twitter oh twitter oh, well i tweeted last night this and mm-hmm. was tweeting to me and i tweeted this back and i i retweeted somebody's tweet and blah 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 this was like 2008 2010 right they were obsessed with the whole twitter you know who's obsessed with the new elon twitter who's that todd latory <laughs> positive or negative very negative very negative yeah (laughs) (laughs) i used the word moron in a tweet and got flagged for inappropriate language free speech my ass let's see if this tweet goes through go fuck yourself elon (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) did you put a tweet in there for us no that's just the cms network logo that's okay. where i would type one if i was oh, going to respond gotcha. okay all right i'm not i could give a fuck yeah, I, I just do. find it funny i do too it's just like it's like todd come on dude you're a singer of a big band is this really important that you got flagged because you called somebody a moron You're an asshole, man. He is definitely a fucking lefty's lefty. That's for sure. Uh, it's like I like stop. Todd's music, but that's where it stops. I think stop it already. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, I I've interviewed him. He's a nice guy. When you talk to him, as long as you don't talk about fucking politics. Yeah. He's, he's like, the, he's like the Sean Penn of hard rock music. Yeah. It's like, shut up. All sing your songs. Politics. Stop it already. Sing, sing your fucking songs. You're and not, shut the, the, you're fuck not the brightest guy when it comes to politics. Yeah. Well, he does sing in a band. Yeah. Well, I guess he would know that makes him, that makes him knowledgeable. Doesn't it? <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what makes everybody the, the fucking most knowledgeable about politics. If they're in a band. Yeah, if you're an entertainer, you know more than everybody else. Well, if you're an actor, you know everything. I'm sure you do. Clearly, if you're an actor, then then your word is God compared to anybody else. Right. Because <laughs> I have world experience, people. 
Yeah. I played a politician, so I must be as smart as one. Right. (laughs) All right. Uh, According to a report from Reuters, Musk has encountered an unexpected new adversary by the name of Richard Tornetta, a Tesla shareholder and drummer of Dawn of Correction. Oh, my God. I have all of none of it. A Philadelphia-based thrash metal band who played shows in the mid-2000s. Tornetta filed a lawsuit against Musk in 2018 after taking umbrage to the world's richest man taking a $56 million pay packet at Tesla, the electric car company he became CEO of in 2008. What do you mean he became CEO? He didn't just like, he wasn't an outsider and he just came from the outside. No. Started the fucking thing. Yeah. What was the name of that guy's band? Dawn of what? Uh, it's called Dawn of Correction. Looking to see if they have any music out here. Um, not really. Doesn't look like it. All right. Okay. According to Reuters, the lawsuit, which survived a motion to dismiss and goes to court on Monday, alleges that Musk's Tesla pay packet based on company performance targets is unfair due to the targets being set particularly low, enabling Mm -hmm. Musk to earn tens of billions while being what Tornetta suit describes as a part-time executive. Okay. It's what's called executive privilege. (laughs) The disputed pay package allows Musk to buy 1% of Tesla stock at a deep discount each time escalating performance and financial targets are met. Now, how are those performance and financial targets met by being efficient, organizing correctly, getting the right people in place, making sure people reach their goals Am yeah, I, I would think. Am I incorrect in that? No, I mean that's that's usually how it works. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Musk gets nothing. Ooh. Tesla hit eleven of the twelve targets. How did that happen? How did how did Tesla hit eleven of the twelve targets? I mean, coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> it's just happenstance. Yeah. It was luck. just, it was just dumb luck. Luck of the draw. Yeah. Just nobody worked hard. Nobody organized. Nobody had a uh, direction to follow. They just, it just, we threw caution to the wind and bam, 11 of the 12 targets were met. How about that? You want to hear this band? Yeah, go ahead. Right, here we go. Let's blow them up here. Here's Dawn of Correction. Okay. Dead hand control. Black friendly bars feels great! 
Alright, that's enough. I hate Bad to say Pantera. It, but they're sort of death angel-y. Yeah, Pantera, somewhere yeah, in Pantera, there. They're kind of like a cross between Pantera and Death Angel. Yeah, not horrible, not great. Yeah. Their drum sound sounds like it was recorded on fucking cardboard boxes, but other than that, uh, it's all right. Yeah, they look like I hope these guys win so that they can get better equipment. <laughs> they look like they're playing at the Odeon. <laughs> <laughs> look like they're playing their mom's garage. Exactly. Jesus. All right. Well, there they are. All right. Fantastic. Yeah, it's it's weird how you know good executives actually reach the goals. Mm-hmm. God damn it. They shouldn't be allowed to reach the goals. Yeah, why 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 are they allowed to do that? Right. Sons of bitches. Yeah. Tesla has hit 11 of the 12 targets as its value ballooned briefly to more than 1 trillion from the 50 billion according to Corp. Isn't that the whole idea of a corporation is to grow and expand and build and become you know, more valuable to the stockholders. I would love to know what the fuck makes Tesla worth a trillion dollars. I mean, I see Tesla's on the road the same as you do, but I don't see enough to warrant that kind of for a trillion dollars. You would think every other car would be a Tesla. No, it's not about car sales. It's about the technology. It's about the developing technology. It's not because they sold X amount of vehicles and all this other stuff. It's the investment of future um, developments. Well, somebody has to be investing that money, though, don't they? Well, the stockholders. Okay. The so stock it's just a stock the thing. Stockholders believe that Tesla will excel and go to the next level whatever that next level is it's not because they developed this car and they're producing cars and for sale they're 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 banking on the future is what they're, they are they're banking on the solar solar shit and the cars yeah, and whatever the- it is whatever it is so it, it's like apple when you when you invest in an apple in the late 80s or early 90s you were investing on the fact that they were going to be the next whatever the next uh technological thing would be right whether it was the ipad or the iphone or or Pixar, you know, whatever it is, that's what you're investing in. You're not investing in the fact that they released the iMac 5000 or whatever the fuck they called it at the time. Right. You're not investing in the fact that their iMac ended up in Best Buy stores. You're investing on what they're going to do beyond the iMac. Right. Okay. That's how Tesla is worth X amount of dollars because it doesn't stop with the cars. It goes right. beyond that. Right. And that's okay. what you're, that's what you're investing in. Right. Okay. Musk and the directors argue in the court filings that the package kept Musk focused on Tesla during a difficult period and led to a tenfold rise of the stock price. If the lawsuit succeeds, it'll strip Musk of his $56 billion pay by way of his stock grants, money which will benefit Tesla rather than go to Tornado directly. 
Down, down, Dawn of Creation uh, or Correction formed in 2005, releasing one album, Dead Hand Control, which we just played a little bit of mm-hmm. uh, in 2008 before splitting a year later. So they they put out one album uh, since they formed in 05 and they split up in like 09. Yeah. So again, to, to say he's being sued by a thrash drummer is a, quite the reach. Yeah, being sued, you know, that'd be like if I sued somebody, me saying, well, you know, former rock drummer, Chris Aiken, you know, I played two gigs, you know, technically, I guess I was a rock drummer, but fuck, you know, I certainly wouldn't classify myself as that. He's probably what I mean, what, what, what would make more sense here? Former investor or maybe a investor investor or something or or a Twitter user. (laughs) Yeah. Twitter user. This guy, Twitter user. Yeah, certainly not rock drummer. You know, I mean, come on. All right, well, hey, hope he gets something out of it. Sure. All right, one last short story and we'll cut out of here. All right. This is something you're totally interested in. Okay. Pantera reunion is great for metal. Oh, and okay. bassist Frank Bello tells Pantera fans, wait till you see this. Oh, good. <laughs> Anthrax bassist Frank Bello believes that the upcoming Pantera shows will be great for metal. The okay. lineup will see Black Label Society main man and former Ozzy. Oz- is he former now? Is he no longer with Ozzy? Is he not? Zach, he, yeah. he's in and out. That's what I'm saying. Is is he former or is he sort of like waiting in the wings or what what is he doing? As far as I know, he played on the current album. So that's that's kind of my point. It's like, wasn't he like the current guy? Yeah, I well, I don't know that there is a current guy. I don't know that they can get Ozzy fucking dragged up onto a stage to perform, but no, well, this last album featured him, correct? Well, it featured it featured a bunch of guys. Oh, okay. So he's one of them. Iomi's on it. Um, you know, but Jeff Beck is on it. I think Clapton is on it. Jeff Beck and Clapton. Yeah. Okay. Bunch of crazy people. (laughs) All right. How about Gus G? Gus G is out. Really? Yeah, he's definitely out. Yeah, fuck that guy. He and Elon Musk can burn in hell as far as I'm concerned. Gus G is too nice for the Aussie band. Yeah, screw him. I hate to say it, but that's probably why he's out. He was way too clean cut. He's too, yeah. too like, hey, guys, what's up? Well, <sighs> I, I, I met Gus and I've talked to him. I, I met him through Bob Nelbandian. Mm-hmm. Extremely nice fella. He is very Sweet. nice extremely nice just mm-hmm. as kind as you could be yeah too nice for the prince of darkness <laughs> the lineup will see black label society main man and former ozzy osborne guitarist zach wild on guitar and anthrax drummer Char- charlie benante on drums replacing the late abbott brothers <laughs> isn't that weird that both of them are dead it is and i mean they weren't that old either no, neither one. Well, I mean, Dimebag is, you know, certainly didn't die of natural causes. No, of course not. Uh, Dimebag, Daryl, and Vinnie Paul, surviving Pantera members, Phil Ensemble, and Rex Brown will complete the lineup. The reunion has proved controversial. 
with some fans saying there is no Pantera without the Abbott brothers. No Abbott brothers, no Pantera, as Jackal would say. I'm sure Jackal does say that. <laughs> However, Benante's Anthrax bandmate, Bello, says fans who never got to see Pantera the first time around are in for a treat. He tells WRIF's Riff TV, I think it's a great thing. Can you imagine the people that haven't seen this are going to see these songs live? I think it's great for metal. I think it's great to pay tribute to Diamond Vinny. I'm looking forward to it. I think when people see it, they're going to bug out. Bug out. Isn't, what year is that, this? Does, it, does that mean to vacate, bug out? guess, well, maybe it has a new meaning now. But isn't that what that used to mean? That's though? what it used to mean. Bug out used to mean scram. Yeah, scram. Everybody bug out. Yeah. Because they're going to do it right. As opposed to when Pantera was actually the original band, they didn't do it right. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to do it right. Yeah. Look, it is what it is. It's yeah. it's not Pantera. They can call it, I mean, they got to call it something. So I'm fine with them calling it Pantera because that'll make the most money. That's fine. But just don't record new music. Yeah. All right. Do the shows, put out a DVD, call it a day. Do not yeah. do new music. All right. Here's one of our favorite terms, though. It's like, yeah, man. Wait till you see this. Can't wait. <laughs> this music should be celebrated. I agree. We're part of this metal thing, this metal family. Bella was particularly excited for Benante, as the world will get to see more of his talents. Great. Having Charlie Benante play those songs, I think it's going to be great for Charlie. Of course it is. Of course. People know Charlie is a great drummer. Do they know that? He's pretty well re regarded. All right. But the world doesn't know how great he is. I want people to put the spotlight on Charlie. <laughs> Jesus, really? My because I want right. to see what I see all the time, how great of a drummer he is. And I'm excited because I think Charlie's going to do it the right way. So is Zach. So I think they have the right band there, right? Uh, uh, what about Rex or Bill? Well, they'll do it the right way because they will. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're part of this too. And yeah, those guys are involved too. Yeah. I, you know, Charlie and, you know, um, you know, Zach or and the other guys. Yeah, they weren't part of Pantera, but, mm. you know, the other guys will do okay, too, I'm They'll sure. They'll do all right. They'll hang yeah. around. They'll you, know, hang in there. The, you know, the guys that were actually in Pantera, you know, Phil yeah. and Rex. They'll, they, might, they might do all right. Yeah, they might be fine. You know, but, <laughs> but Zach and Charlie will bring it, though. That's right. Phil, Rex, yeah. Appreciate we'll their, their, I appreciate their contributions, though. Right. So stupid. That's a dumb statement, but whatever. So dumb. He's celebrating his guy. It's fine. All right. Fine. Okay. That's it. Well, I can't wait. I, I wish Bory would stop running every time anybody says anything about the Pantera tour. You know, it's like, hey, the triangle player for TSO says he can't wait for the Pantera shows. And it's a news story. 
It's like, dude, enough. We get it. People want to see it. We got yeah. it. Chris Aiken from the classic metal show says, if it comes to my town, I'm going to go see it. That's right. I will <laughs> go see it. Should be a news story. It might be okay. Yeah, I will looking, be there. Looking far forward to seeing Zach and Charlie do their best. Mm -hmm. Rex and Can't. Phil might, might do okay as well. Now, my buddy, Phil, hope he shows up. Hope, hopefully yeah. he'll do a decent job. Yeah, he'll do okay singing the songs yeah. that he actually sang, but you yeah, know, and wrote. <laughs> who knows? He might do okay, but you know, I'm not. I'm not really counting on it. Yeah, yeah he'll do what he does. Whatever. <laughs> just, I don't know what it is about this stuff. It it's just so ridiculous. It is. <laughs> Yeah, Zach, Zach will bring it. Charlie will bring it. The other guys, yeah, they'll they'll do they'll they'll do good too. Yeah, they'll 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 hang in there. <laughs> they might keep up. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. All right, let's do that. I'll let you pick a Pantera tune and take us out. All right, um, far beyond driven. Use my third arm. <laughs> well, that is my favorite Pantera release. That's my second favorite Pantera release. Yeah, we all we all know what your favorite is, man. Damn right. The but, Great but, Southern Trend Kill. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. So uh do you know if the Pantera thing is actually gonna play in the US? They haven't announced anything yet. I've heard through the the vine of grapes that uh there will be stuff in the spring. All right. All right. I know that they're playing some European dates and all that shit, but, uh, you know, we'll see if it comes to town. Maybe, maybe I'll go. I, I know I did see them with uh, Sebastian Bach and anthrax. Yeah. What, what was that? That was at the, uh, roads roads arena, right? Yep. Yep. I was at that one. Me too. Me and Randy got hammered with Pantera. Oh boy. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. This is Thanksgiving weekend. We'll be back next Saturday and we'll talk about how we counted our blessings this week. Oh yeah. And, uh, hope everybody has an enjoyable holiday. I'll be out there shooting some, sending some hot lead down, down range. There you go. Chris will be enjoying his Billy Morris, uh, smoking rock and roll food. I will be. Can't wait. Sure. And don't forget right. to check me out um tomorrow or monday oh that's right you'll be with live with uh eric ferentinos who actually bought a mic yes he bought a mic the sound good yeah and actually that. do a professional broadcast imagine that he's doing it with a computer not a fucking ipad right and and he's a survivor he's a, he's celebrating his survivalism by being, <laughs> by being on the uh live it's an amazing thing that he's going to be doing doing that it's podcast really He's going to survive. He's going to celebrate and represent survivalism of, uh, the medical community and right. God and the Lord above <laughs> and all the things that have allowed him to survive and bring you a quality podcast. That's right. With Chris Aiken on Monday at 8 PM Eastern time. That is correct, sir. All right. Very good. All right. Let's get out of here. We're going to leave you with Pantera from the Far Beyond Driven release with Use My Third Arm. So until next Saturday night, I'm going to use my third arm and get the fuck out of here. So uh, 
This is Neely along with my very good friend. Chris Egan. We're gone. Bye, kids. This is Philip H. Anselmo, and I want to say you are listening to the Classic Metal Show. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Ninja!